Welcome to a thousand miles delight podcast. We are joined by the formidable. We call him Zeus, the god of ultra running. Dean Carnesis, welcome, mate. How uh, how are you today? Uh, it's good to be halfway to hell, <laughs> halfway through this baby. Yeah, it's nice. So we were um, we were talking earlier about what it's like to do this format and that you'd like to inject um, a regular human with 250 kilometres or 200 miles in their body so they can feel what that's like. Maybe if you could share that story, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, you come into our little area where we're staged from and there's a lot of very lively army folks and they want to chat and, you know, you're basically have been through five days of combat and, you know, you just you just want to say, um, my headspace is is in a different place, and I I need I'm about survival right now. <laughs> but you want to put on, you know, you don't you want to be pleasant and such. But uh, they have no idea what we're going through, how much it hurts, how much it just destroys you. And I just wish there was an injection I could just inject to them so they could feel it because I think it'd be good. For them to, to actually experience what it's like uh, to be an ultra marathon or to be going through what we're going through, yeah. What's it like? <sighs> Punishment. Uh, everything hurts. You know your body's natural inclination is to stop, and you do everything you can to override that and keep forging on and. You know, you ask yourself why a thousand times, and you keep taking a one footstep after the next. This is like a thousand whys to life, then, yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in one of your books, in a lot of your books, you have um, one of my favorite sayings. You know, how do you complete an ultra marathon? You say, just don't stop. Well, there's a saying in ultra marathoning circles uh, beware of the chair. And it's one thing that I never do is sit down. And this format definitely plays to my weaknesses. I mean, I'm slow and I don't like to stop. And this format is about running fast and stopping. So it's been a good challenge for me. But uh, typically, when I get going, I keep going. So what have you, what have you learned um, in, a, in a brief period of time? Because it's been a roller coaster. Um, has it become more mental and physical? Or is it more physical and mental? I mean... What are some of the takeaways for that, that listeners can get from your vast experience? I think what I've learned is to be in the, the present moment of time, the here and now, uh, and just do the best that I can do in that instant. And it's rare we're in the here and now. Our minds are so active. Even right now as we're talking, you guys are probably thinking about a thousand different things. But to be present and be uh, engaged in the moment is very difficult. And it takes really disciplined thought. But it's gotten to the point for me where I can't think about the future. I can't reflect on the past. I just have to execute at that moment because this is tough. I have to be honest. This is really tough. I mean, not only is the the physical challenge, we talked about the emotional challenge, but I mean, I'm, I'm a business guy. I'm trying to juggle business back home. You know, Brooke is saying, you got to post more. You got to get more money in the door. And I'm getting a lot of money in the door. So, you know, there, there's a lot of shit going on and sometimes when I run I that's what I'm running from is shit you know I just I like to run for hours on my own in the mountains uh just with nothing in my ears just to 
just for the pure joy of being the best animal I can be, just being an animal and at play. But now you're an animal as part of a team, and that's – I mean, you have done team-based training uh, over your, your career. What's it like now with, you know, people that you haven't competed with before? I mean, what, what's, what's the team environment like for Dean? It's tough. Uh, I, I don't – you guys probably see me. I don't, I don't know how to chit-chat. Like, I don't do small talk, and I'm learning how to do small talk. I mean, I come back to our staging area, and I, I don't know what to do with myself. I, I pace around. Uh, you know, I try to be friendly. I try to smile. I try to, you know, joke around. But it's, it's really rough. Like, it is it's, – it's a test of endurance just to get through each uh, downtime before I can start running again. And – I thought it would be somewhat of that, but to this extent, it's beyond me. I mean, I really hate hanging out. I'm so bad at it, and I, yeah, and I'm, I'm coping. I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I just hope I'm not an asshole. Like, I hope people don't think, what is this guy all about? Like, he seems so unnatural just chatting, you know? Look, it's, it's, it's a new world. We're running in a new world, um, and we could go back to a new world. Um, but moving, moving from that, is this something that once the fog of war subsides that you will think of another book or more lessons that you haven't experienced prior? Oh, I think this story, the narrative of this story itself is, is worthy of uh, at least a chapter in the book. I mean, you know, we started, Pat and I started this conversation. You know, Pat Farmer is a guy I've admired from afar for so long and we started this conversation eight, nine months ago, and it was a run from, you know, from Western Australia to uh, Byron Bay. And then it got chopped, <laughs> as we know, to Broken Hill to Byron Bay. And then, you know, halfway through quarantine, it's it everything changed. And it was not what any of us signed up to do. I mean, it's completely different. And here we are doing it. So I was going to ask you, tell viewers or listeners something that they don't know about Dean, but we now know you don't do small chit chat. Um, it kind of makes me wonder how he met his wife, but that's a, for another episode. Um, when people listen to this, the last question is, what would you say to listeners that they're not aware of when they see these films and listen to these podcasts about this event? What would, what would you tell them that would open their eyes? I think that your reality is very different to the person that you're listening to or watching, that you're comfortable you know, you're content, you're fed, you're well fed. And the person you're looking at is like a wild animal that's, that's, you know, cornered and, and deprived. So try to understand, you know, when they say things, where they're at, you know, where, where they're at, where their worldview is coming from at that moment. Uh, and appreciate that. It, it's until you've, you know, walked a, a mile in our shoes, it's hard to imagine just what it's like. But I think, you know, the, the, the closest um, thing that I've witnessed is my wife giving birth. Uh, I, yeah, I was there for both of our children being born, and I just saw in her eyes that shell shock. I mean, it just you just go to a different place. That the pain is so overwhelming, it owns you, and you you disappear into a different place. And that's kind of where I've been in and out of. <laughs> and you know, imagine giving child, you know bearing a child and having someone want to chat with you or an, you know an interview a podcast <laughs> that's that's kind of what it's like yeah yeah been there done that um, <laughs> mate uh thank you um i mean you're a man that i've followed for many years 
And it's it's an absolute pleasure, I think, for both of us just to be able to hang out and meet the real Dean. It it, it really has been. So thank you for joining us. I hope the uh, the listeners can um, get something from this, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Yeah, well, thanks to you. I mean, you guys are amazing. So you, you uh, you've made it as best as it can be, and I appreciate that, and um, I'm I'm grateful. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, Dean. Yeah.